So we're speaking on the phone with Maxwell Chardulo, Director of Policy and Communications at the Greater New Orleans Fair Housing Action Center, or GNOFAC, which will be holding their 12th annual Fit for a King Housing Summit this Thursday, January 17th, at the New Orleans Jazz Market, located at 1436 Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard. GNOFAC is also part of a coalition working on Airbnb regulations, as well as a proposed smart housing mix for New Orleans. So we're excited to hear about all of that. Maxwell, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thanks for having us on, Theo. I'm glad to be here. Um, so first, could you just tell us a little bit, um, a little bit more about GNOFAC and the work that you do here in New Orleans? Absolutely. Um, so the Fair Housing Action Center is a 20-plus-year-old uh, civil rights nonprofit based in New Orleans, but serving the entire state, working to fight uh, housing segregation and discrimination. Uh, we do that through education and outreach work, um, pro bono legal services to folks who have been discriminated. We support uh, homeowners who are at risk for losing their home. And then there's my program, uh, the policy department, which uh, aims to actually change laws uh, and make it easier for folks to have a real housing choice um, and live in the neighborhood they want to live in. And so part of what we do, a big part of our education campaign uh, every year is our annual summit, which you mentioned, um, which celebrates the legacy of uh, Dr. King. And so this year's summit is actually featuring iconic civil rights leader Diane Nash as the keynote speaker. And that's, that's awesome. something I'm absurdly excited about um i think she's she's not as well known because like many of the women who were the sort of backbone of the civil rights movement she was often overshadowed by um some of the men her husband in particular who um was a charismatic preacher um but she was maybe one of the most fearless leaders of the student movement um and regularly put her life on the line mm-hmm. um so i'm really excited that we're going to have her here she's um is largely credited with um being the tipping point to help desegregate lunch counters in Nashville. She was the found, one of the founders of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. She was one of the people on the phone with the Attorney General's office informing them that her and the other Freedom Riders were fully prepared to die. Um, and she was one of the leaders of the Selma and Montgomery March. Um, so, yeah, she's got a lot to talk about, and we're really, really excited to have her. That's so exciting. I mean, that also, I feel like every year when you have one of these events, you have this incredible person come and be the keynote speaker. So it's super, I was super excited to see that Diane Nash was going to be speaking this year. What else is on the agenda yeah. this year? Uh, so, good question. So we've got a bunch of other really impressive speakers. Um, a lot of them are local folks from New Orleans, including uh, Dodie Smith-Simmons, who was a fellow, a fellow freedom writer and is from right here. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Kinlaw, who's going to be talking about organizing around um, taking down Confederate monuments and in support of families uh, whose homes were built on a Superfund site in Gordon Plaza mm-hmm. um, out in Gentilly. Um, Colette Pichon Battle, uh, who's drawn great crowds at our summits before, is going to talk about the effects of climate change on fair housing work. We've got some folks who are going to lead a panel um, on using fair housing law to protect uh, LGBTQ folks. And then uh, I'm going to moderate a panel with a Loyola Law Professor, Davida Finger, and a Baton Rouge Council member, Donna Collins-Lewis, uh, and then uh, Brianda Decker of Jane Place, who folks might know from uh, her work on short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to talk specifically about our eviction crisis and how we combat that. Um, there's going to be some new data that is going to be released about New Orleans' uh, eviction crisis, which I think is going to be uh, fairly shocking. And we're, we're going to talk about what we can do. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the, with this, this panel that happens every year, would you say that it's more oriented towards kind of education of the general public who might be interested or sort of pushing policy discussions forward or sort of what's the, what's the aim of, of an event like this? 
Yeah, we try and do a little of everything. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, um, you know, it's free and open to the public. So uh, we want everyone there. Um, we just ask that you uh, register at fitforaking.org um, just to ensure that lunches are available for everybody who attends. Mm-hmm. So definitely a general audience, but we've also got specific sessions um, that might be of interest to, you know, civil rights lawyers, the folks who are interested in policy and actually changing the laws. Um, people who are interested in history and sort of how we make it applicable today. Um, so we try and sort of uh, cover the gamut and make it available to everybody. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some policy stuff that's going on. I know that the city council just like had the first of four votes about these proposed Airbnb regulations, which you, um, your organization has been somewhat involved in. And I guess something that I kind of wonder as somebody who's a little, you know, is thinking about this a lot, I, I'm a little unclear about what exactly happened on Thursday. <laughs> I'm happy to explain that. Uh, let me put plug in there real quick. Oh, yeah, sorry. That in addition to the uh, the summit, which is from 9 to 2 on Thursday the 17th, and as you said, it's at the Jazz Market on Noretha Castle Haley, um, we also do a cocktail reception with our keynote speaker. So we're going to do a cocktail reception with Diane Nash, which is going to be a sort of more intimate thing where you can get to meet her um, and that we'll have specialty cocktails and wine and hors d'oeuvres. Um, and so that is going to be the same day, the 17th, from 5.30 to 7.30. Um, and it's it's a fundraiser, so uh, the tickets are available at that same website, fitforaking.org. And so if you know if you if you really want to meet her and and get a chance to actually talk with Diane Nash, um, that's a great opportunity. Awesome. So short-term rentals, what happened? <laughs> um, so this is you know the council first passed uh, rules around short-term rentals in 2016, and those um, did little to actually regulate them. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't do a great. I think largely most people have recognized that we didn't do a great job the first time. And so there's been conversation about this, uh, how we should go back and do it again for the past two years. And council really took their first step uh, last week on Thursday. And they, what they did is they essentially, uh, they, they passed a motion, which is different than actual ch- actually changing the law, but it, it gives you uh, a sense of what they're trying to do. Essentially, mm-hmm. they, they, they said, this is the framework we want to use. And what that framework was is, they are going to um, change the rules so that if you live in a residential neighborhood, um, you have to live on the property of the home you own if you want to short-term rent. Um, and you can, so you could rent out a room in your house or the other side of your double or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to live on the property. Um, and then, and that was one of the biggest changes um, and one of the ones we were most concerned about because we were seeing people get priced out of neighborhoods and homes becoming more expensive, neighborhoods becoming more exclusive. Um, the other change that is in commercial zones, and honestly, this is one we're a little more concerned about because we know there's lots of folks across the city, thousands of people living uh, on what we would call transit corridors, commercial streets um, that are zoned for both residential and uh, commercial use. So think of Oak Street, Magazine Street, St. Claude, mm-hmm. uh, Broad, Canal, um, Tulane, and on these streets, it's mostly been a free-for-all, and big out-of-town short-term rental companies have, you know, bought up a lot of property and uh, have a lot of have, have evicted a lot of people in order to create those spaces. And so, um, we're really pushing for a requirement that those big out-of-town companies also provide some affordable housing mm-hmm. um, if they're going to make housing for tourists on those commercial corridors. 
Um, and that is just somehow um, relates to the smart housing mix stuff that GNOFAC has been working on as well, like that would sort of like feed into that, or this is a relatively unrelated thing? No, no, there is a relationship there, absolutely. I mean, I think we, we believe um, that New Orleans is experiencing a, a serious housing crisis. People are being pushed out, and a lot of the folks who have lived here for generations can no longer afford to. Um, and so part of the problem is short-term rentals. But another you know, big piece of what we see as the solution um, is ensuring that all of those luxury developments, um, new apartment buildings and condo buildings that are being built around the city, um, that they have to include some space for your average worker, um, that we can't just continue to build for the rich. Mm-hmm. And so the smart housing mix is part of the solution there, and it would require those developments to include some affordable homes for people um, who are making you know, the typical wages here in the city, mm-hmm. um, your hospitality workers and other folks. And so um, that's particularly important because there's actually an opportunity for people to take action uh, next week at city council, it's going to be up for a vote. Again, this is going to be the first step where they move forward. Um, And so people really need to let their council members know that we can't keep building for the rich. We've got to build for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we'll be talking about that at the Fit for King um, uh, summit, and and, uh, we'll hope to have people out at council um, Thursday the 24th as well. So, Thursday, so people can, can keep in mind that Gnofag is doing things on Thursdays. If, if people are yeah, concerned about housing. Right. Okay, um, cool. That's good to know. Um, and then in terms of like uh, sort of Gnofag's policy positions on um, on this Airbnb stuff, are there sort of particular talking points that you're looking for people to have when they're calling their council members, like thinking about what this planning process is going to look like going forward, like if people want to be engaged? Yeah, I mean, what I encourage people to do is to uh, is to tell their own stories. Is to you know, if your neighborhood has changed, if you've seen friends and family be displaced, um, if you've been displaced, um, you know, I think everyone's affected by our housing crisis here, mm-hmm. uh, whether directly or indirectly. And so, when you call and talk to your council member, let them know about what it means to you, um, and, and then let them know that you support the smart, the smart housing mix and that you support um, these new rules on short term rentals. Cool. Well, um, Maxwell, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Um, the Fit for a King Summit is going to be taking place this Thursday. That's January 17th. Yes. Um, fe- featuring uh, keynote speaker Diane Nash. Um, and uh, as you just told us about, there's going to be a bunch of great stuff. And your website, again, is fitforking.org. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. That's the website for the summit, fitforking.org, yeah. Okay, super. Um, well, thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Theo.